Today we sit with Angel Reese and Flaugé Johnson, whose LSU Tigers capped March Madness by beating the Iowa Hawkeyes and the player of the year, Caitlin Clark. The game had elite level play and also grade A trash talk. It was an epic finish to a historic women's tourney, but most of the talk was about Reese's celebration. Clark defended Reese, even saying that women should be praised for playing the game with passion. Dave Portnoy took to Twitter and called Reese a classless piece of shit. And Keith Oberman called her a fucking idiot. Think about that. Adult white men staring at their reflection and saying these things about a young black female over a basketball game? Now, they're empowered by millions of followers who think like they do and laws that embolden them to say things that they never say to the face of black men unprotected. But America had already made their choice, so much so that First Lady Jill Biden suggested that they invite both teams to the White House because the girls played a really good game. She is right about this. You don't have to make a choice. Caitlin Clark and the Iowa Hawkeyes are very good for women's basketball. So too are Angel Reese and the LSU Tigers. Reese wants to be a voice for young ladies that look like her. So that means the classless pieces of shit and the fucking idiots will use their platform to disrespect, disregard, and devalue black women. So we, yes us, we have to protect, support, and uplift them. Don't get me wrong, Reese and Johnson have had a hell of a championship week. I mean, we've seen Angel everywhere from CNN to ESPN. And Flage pulled the dopest double-double ever. She got the ring and a Wheezy feature at the same damn time. Hopefully, by the end of this conversation, you can talk about the Bayou Barbie from the DMV and the dual threat from GA that struck gold on America's Got Talent and the hardwood by the correct names. Most outstanding player of the Final Four, and SEC Freshman of the Year. Maybe then you'll finally see them. This is the pivot, and go Tigers. They still let you scoot around campus? Liability. <laughs> Got to protect the product. What up, superstar? We finally got it going, huh? Right, right. Finally got to it. Perfect timing. Congratulations. Proud of y'all, man. Proud of y'all. Congrats, congrats. What's up, Sam? Champion. What's up? Congratulations Thank to you. you. Thank you. For Champion sure. the ring on the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. And so I have That's what KP always taught us in the, the way we study you know, football. <laughs> yeah, and I have, right a, I have an electric it. notebook. Right, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah that's so, pretty cool. I ain't seen that. Yeah, yeah so... There she is. Superstar. Oh, strolling in. Hey, how are you? How you doing? Nice I'm to meet you. I'm Angel. Congrats. Nice to meet you. Yeah, I'm nice Angel. Nice to meet you. Why are you so nice? What you mean? I am nice. So nice. She's an angel. She being her element. She like, I'm going to get oh, this. Oh, Angel also, too. I was supposed to do a favor. My son plays for Arizona State. Uh-huh. His homeboys is in love. He's in love with you, and he told me to tell you check your DMs. His name Chris. She's not gonna check. She's not gonna check him. Shut up. She's not gonna check him. Yeah. Chris told me. Chris told me tell you stop playing. Oh no. That's what they all say, huh? That's what they all That's say. That's what they all say. Huh? This is my bodyguard. You know it. <laughs> Well, first off, as a fellow Tiger, congratulations, ladies. Thank you. Uh, I was super hyped. I probably. Lost thousands of followers tweeting during the game. Don't give a damn. <laughs> Not tripping. Uh, excited to be here. Uh, what you girls did, though, was historic. And for all of us Tigers who support these sports, to see y'all shine here as two young black women has been uh, really fulfilling for me. So just congrats on all of the success. Thank you. But me and you have been trying to get this together. A long time. A long time. So welcome. Uh, How does it feel to be champs? I don't think I've been able to actually feel it yet. There's so much else going on, so I don't know how to feel just yet. So yeah. I felt it. I can't wait to put my ring on. It's so much love. Like I think, like in the moment, you like, okay, we just won a game. But then, like when you start looking and seeing the impact and how many people really supporting you, be like, whoa, like this is big. Like, well, welcome to the pivot. We got Chan, Freddie T, I'm RC. 
uh, to our partners, Happy Dad. Thank you to all the people who subscribe and watch all of our shows, like and comment. We appreciate you and we want more and more to get done. But this is a championship edition. This is different. Um, you girls have a very close relationship, which is difficult sometimes when you have big personalities, also extremely talented players. Uh, salt and pepper, right? Yeah. You know, uh, a little salt and pepper. I'm sure y'all never heard Push It. But if y'all want to yes. go back and, and listen to it, it's a great song. Uh, you know, y'all started playing in open gyms before the season. Uh, Ford, tell us a little bit about how y'all built your bond in the off season before the season even started. Well, when I first came in here, it was problems. <laughs> it was. I was talking crazy. Nobody wanted to play with my team. I was talking crazy. Remember that come to Jesus meeting? We yes. <laughs> yes. But now we were just competitors, like. And when you on a court full of dogs, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just how it goes. Like, I'm from Savannah, Georgia. We gonna talk how we wanna talk, but like, we hooping, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the guys, like, I grew up playing with the guys, so like, that's just how we played. And I came here in the summer and I was just talking that talk. So what, what was the come to Jesus meeting? You tell them. We had a couple come to Jesus meetings. We were just like, I mean, you never see somebody as a freshman come in and so confident. So a lot of the, the girls weren't used to that, for one. So I was trying to tell her, like, you just got to be, just watch how you talking to others because every, me and you could talk to each other a certain way, but everybody else can't talk that kind of way. So we had that meeting. Flage was a handful when she came. Coming in late, not knowing what to wear, stuff like that. And I was like, uh-uh, we're going to have an issue. Yeah. We're going to have an issue. So we bumped heads in the beginning. And then something clicked. I guess maybe when coach said she not playing no more, if she late one more time, then you might have to go home. Yeah. So I think something clicked for her. And then after that, it's been up since then. No, it clicked when I had to run them stadiums. I was late to wait and I had to <laughs> oh, yeah, run the stadium for yeah, 30 was minutes. Was I was it. like, and then my coach, Coach Dow, she came, she was like, you showing them that you can't do it. You showing, you proving them right. And I was like, dang, like, cause they were saying like, you can't really balance being an athlete and being a, and being a rapper. And she was saying, you, you showing them, you proving them right. And I was like, dang, like, I really am being late. So after that, I've been punctual. Like, I'm going to be on time yeah. or before time. And, and y'all talk about like that dog and that trash talk and all that stuff, which blew up here in the last couple of days. But like, y'all young ladies, do y'all want to normalize that? Because it seems like the female sport thing, y'all are supposed to be prim and proper and no, shut right, everybody on right. the back. Are y'all trying to change that narrative? Yeah, like, I mean, off the court, I'm cool. I'm friendly. Like I said, I think I'm nice. But, like, on the court, I'm a, like, it's no friends. Like, when we get between them lines, it's no friends. And I just feel like that's what brings entertainment to the game. It's fun. Like, it's, it's a lot of fun. Listening to both of y'all, I'm like, all right, you guys are like the yin to the yang. You're more, uh, and you're more reserved. But I wanted to ask, true angel do you feel that you're the protector of all the young ladies on the team it seems yes. like you're more of a motherly I'm the mom, yes. right i'm the protector i'm the mom like but i know like if i was to go if they got my back they, they got my back but i guess because i'm older and i i usually start the trash talking and then they usually have my back but if somebody goes at them or anybody anybody off the court on the court anything they call me i'm there like i'm always there and i just I've, I don't know, I've, I've always been like that. You know, Flage, you have a very interesting story. And if people don't watch America's Got Talent or if they haven't followed the LSU Tigers throughout the basketball season, they don't really know. It's all about that freshman who was SEC freshman of the year, but there's so much more to you. Your father was killed before you were born. Mm -hmm. and. You seem to do everything you possibly can to not only remember him, but to make sure that other people do. What has that memory inspired you to be? Because I know you got into music because that was his passion as well. For me, it was like I got to an age where I was like, dang, they like they took my dad away from me. So I'm going to make sure that they never forget it. I'm going to make sure that his name lives on forever because they tried to take it away. You know what I'm saying? And so that was always my goal. So whatever I do, I make sure I rep my father. You know what I mean? And I never had that. So I feel like it's like that gives me like a piece of him to, 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 to keep that legacy going on. And I just got the skills. You know what I'm saying? I just got the skills. And, it, you know, and it's just like that's my story. Like that's what I was put on earth to do. And, you know. The music has just taken me a long way, but me being talented in basketball, that was just, that was the icing on the cake. Cause the music, that's my gift. Like I can do that with my eyes closed. Basketball, I gotta work harder at it, but 
to see how it's like balancing each other out and I'm be able to honor my father's legacy in a positive way. That's what I want to do. And the, the swag is through the roof out of both of y'all. Different swag, like Freddie said, different swag. Where does it come from? Because right now, y'all's team, y'all are fighting a lot of battles and y'all are doing an amazing job. That's why we had to come down here and yeah, talk to yeah. y'all. Sexism, racism, so many different things y'all are fighting right now at the forefront and unapologetically at the forefront doing it. Where do y'all get the Y'all are puppy. We are double y'all's ages. Yeah. And y'all are doing just as much for the culture, for black people, for women, than we've ever done in our double lives that we've lived more than y'all. Where do y'all find that? And are you, how do y'all get comfortable being the bad guy for some people? Uh, if, if I don't do it, who will? I mean, I'm from Baltimore, where you kind of had to stand strong with what you, with what you were and what, who you are. I went to a high school, St. Francis in Baltimore, across the street from my prison, where it was only 250 people in the school and 50 of them were women. So being able to have to, I had to battle that all day anyway. So this is nothing really new to me. I think that I now just have the platform where I can actually speak out and have so many people to back me up. I've always thought about these things, but I never felt like it was going to be valued. But now... I'm just in a spotlight where I can say these things. And no matter what people say, I really don't care what people say, but I know I'm doing it for a good cause and I know it's positive. I just want to put on record, and I know RC uh, led in with it <clears throat> to start the show. Um, Keith Oberman is a fucking idiot. Look how articulate she is. See how laid back, chill, what she, the example she's trying to set. That's what you should try and do. Be more of an adult and leave these beautiful young ladies alone. And I can be quiet the rest of the interview. <laughs> I just really wanted to say that because I don't take that lightly. And what you guys are doing are setting great examples for all of the, like you said, the, the, the young girls that look like you. But even anyone that aspired to do what you guys are doing. So I applaud you for being courageous and taking that step. Um, and this is his show. <laughs> He's the tiger. I know he was ready and excited for this. I know you guys were trying to link up for a while. But, man, I, I really want to get that off my chest. And um, I guess when we cycle back around, I have some real shit for y'all. And the reason I got two hats, yeah. because, Fauge, you wear two hats. Yeah. So, you feel me? So, That's I was like, right. damn, why I brought the other hat? I'm trying to figure out which one to match up with. I was like, you know what? She wear the two hats. She's a walking double-double. So, that's my salute to you today. Go do amazing shit, both of y'all. Thank you. And the show's not over. I just wanted to get Yeah, that's, that's love. I actually, uh, I didn't want to make y'all uncomfortable, so I did my opening before y'all got here. I got all my cuss words out for the month. Uh, <laughs> I got a quota that I, I can't exceed. You know, whenever we get superstars like yourself to come to Louisiana State University, I'm fired up, right? Because... We always talk about the talent we have within the state. I can be honest with you, it's not basketball talent, yeah, right? There's a reason that this school wins a ton in football, but you girls were able to bring us our first national championship on the hardwood. Yeah. It's been difficult to do here, and we've had great players right. in both men's and women's basketball. Angel, you were the number two player in the country coming out of high school. You initially go to Maryland, you play there two years. What was it about those two years and that experience that made you seek another place to continue playing and take it to the next level? Going into freshman year, I had a lot of expectations on me. I broke my foot freshman year, so I didn't get to play as much as I wanted to play. And then sophomore year, I did everything I could do and I felt like it was just time for me to move on. I had been through so much at Maryland. I was just like, I think I need a fresh start. And LSU wasn't in the picture at all. I, I thought I was going to either South Carolina or Tennessee. And then one of my teammates, Kateri, had called me. Me and her had been cool um, for a really long time. So when she called, I was like, I guess. I mean, I didn't know anything about the program other than Coach Mulkey was here and what she had could do in one year. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to just take a visit to see what it is. And as soon as I came down here, it was love. Like, it was so much love. And Simone, Sylvia, to see what they had done, I wanted to bring that back here. I wanted to come back here and just bring a national championship home. They had worked hard, got to Final Fours, but I knew what it would mean to bring a national championship to Louisiana. So I wanted to help with that. So I did whatever I could do. And how was the transfer portal, especially for a person like you? Oh, my God. It was, I didn't want to do it. That's why I, I, was, I canceled the rest of the visits after I came here. I was like, I ain't doing this no more. And it was, it was stressful. I think it's a scary step to take, especially 
I'm close to home, so I'm from Baltimore, and Maryland was like 45 minutes away. My brother goes to Maryland, he hoops at Maryland, so I had everything in Maryland. To take a step to leave home, to go 17 hours away from home by yourself, that was the scariest thing I've ever did. And I just had to trust God and put faith into my, myself. I mean, I didn't know what this was going to be. I didn't know if I was going to actually be able to be success, successful as I can, but I just wanted happiness, and I just feel like I found my happiness here. Yeah, but you say you had to move on, like... You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Like, that's more, it's more to that decision. Just saying, it's, you it's ain't wake hard. up a day and say, nope, I'm leaving here. Like, oh, it yeah, had to be no, more to it, it than lot. that. Like, I remember one of my teammates to enter the portal and I was like, what's going on? Like, why is everybody going in the portal? And I was like, let me read, let me see what, let me see what we got going on. Cause this might be my time. I, I, I can actually get out, get out of here. And I had a great year, sophomore year. Um, so I was like, all right, I guess I'm gonna just do it. And I went in, when I got in the portal, I didn't even get to tell my family I was in the portal. I called my coach and I told him, I was like, I'm moving on. Thank you, appreciate you. Maybe 10 minutes later, I checked Twitter. I'm in the portal. I'm like, well, dang, I ain't even get to tell my grandparents. My grandparents is mad with me. I was like, damn. So, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's a crazy world when it comes to that stuff. So. And Fawzé, you are McDonald's All-American and uh, the only girl to play in the Iverson Classic. What led you to LSU here in Baton Rouge? Kim Mokey. I ain't going to lie. Kim Mokey. I said she a winner. And I was a McDonald's All-American. I was, like, number six guard coming out of high school. But... I never won nothing. Like, I never won anything. Not a state championship, not a... Don't think I probably won a region championship, an MVP of the league or whatever. But I never won nothing. And I was like, she a winner. I want to go win. Like, And then the recruiting process. I had, like, every offer, like, in the, in the country, except for, like, UConn. But they was like, they didn't want to really take a chance on me because they was like, are you really focused on basketball or are you focused on music? They was like... I remember one time I was on the phone. They was like, but if you had to pick, like... And that's when I just be like, nah, this ain't the school for me. You know what I'm saying? And Coach Moki, like, she really fully embraced it. She embraced my music. Like, when I came down, she took me to the studio on my visit. You feel me? Like, she took me to the studio. This is where you're going to record at? And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. So you, you know what I'm on. And I think she realized that you can be something other than a basketball player. You know what I'm saying? And she let us express ourselves. Like, how Angel do when she do her thing on social media. Like, she let us do that. She's proud that we do that. And so, like, I knew that I found the right program. Cause like, Baton Rouge, it just remind me of Savannah. It's slap in the middle of the hood. It's a little ghetto, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, I'm feeling this. Hey, this, this remind me of home. You said people question your, you know, the breaking down the two and putting the, as much passion into basketball and music as yeah. you can. Do you think you have to sacrifice one way? Because people are asking, and you said you was late to a couple meetings early, yeah. and that's why you figured it out. Can you really do both of them? Because you're confident enough to do it, yeah. but it's only 24 hours of the day. You can really do it, but I maximize my 24. I'm she trying. wake up at 5, texting me at 5 a.m. I'm like, what? Yeah. What's going on? She's, she's, she works hard. I don't yeah. think I could do what she's doing. No, There's no way. Like, waking up at 5 a.m., you going to the studio, you going to class, coming to practice, then you going, you get some extra work in after practice, and then you hit the studio after that. Like, as a freshman, and you put in a lot of work, and I mean, to see everything that you've done and your growth since the summer, I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> how, many, how many songs have you released, and how many you got in the bag? I haven't released a lot. I do these things called faux packs, so it's like EPs with four songs on them, because I'm big folk. And, uh, <laughs> and so I dropped like two of those. I got another one coming, but I got a lot of music in the vault. Like, I write every day, that's what I do. Like, every day I write. Like, if you had to put a number on it, Probably like 300, 400 songs. Jeez. Even. You're out here writing like a young boy. Like, like Tupac. <laughs> <laughs> it's a party in my city. It's a parade inside my city, yeah. You, you gotta be thoughtful of your lyrics because you are a brand. Y'all are brands now. Like, you can say something in a song and mess up exactly. some bread. I thought about that when I got my Puma deal and I was like, oh, like, it's different now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
that's another level. Like, you got to shoot it. You feel me? Like, you can't be, you know what I'm saying? So, but my music has always been positive. Like, I don't curse in my music. You know what I'm saying? It's always positive because, like, I be thinking, like, I want my grandma to listen to it and I want her to be able to vibe to it. You feel me? <laughs> so, but, like, yeah, that's just my, that's my goal, though, to push positive and push motivation and, and push prosperity. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I want to push in my music. So I never had to do nothing foul or nothing like that. You know, both of you... Uh play with Kim Mulkey and she was able to do something in two years here that people, even with the high expectations that she set and in her introductory press conference looking in the Raptors and saying we're going to get one, I was like, yeah, we're going to get one in a second. You know, and my cousin, Autumn Newby, played here yeah. last year. So I was at all the games and you could just see the energy. Flaugé, you dealt with Simon Cowell yeah. and he said you made him emotional when you perform. Yeah. So who's tougher, Simon or, or Coach Mokey? See, I ain't got to see Simon every day. <laughs> Coach Mokey, she intense, man. Like, she expects the best from you every day. She expects the best from you every day. Like, you can't have a bad practice. That's what she always says. Her and Coach Bob, you can't have a bad practice. And they don't mean, like, missing shots or, like, turnovers. They mean attitude and effort. Every day you give 110%. So, like, it's hard to do that, but I guess that's a formula for what we did. Angel, you said she brought the best out of you. That almost sounds weird or crazy because you were already a McDonald's All-American. You played well in your second year at Maryland, and now you, you break the single-season record for double-doubles. And you do that all while being allowed the space to be yourself. What has this experience been like with Kim not only pushing you to be the best on the court, but allowing you to be the best version of yourself off of it as well. Nothing I did on the court was good enough. Like, and that kept me humble. I think that's what I needed. I mean, she had won championships before me. I had only one. I won a Big Ten championship. Okay, I wanted bigger things for myself. So she keeps me humble and reminds me, oh, I got rings already. I got players already in the league. So just being able to know, like, that, that a coach can push me like that, I needed that. She'll tell me every day, like, you think you good? Like... I never remember the South Carolina game. I didn't have a good game. And I have four rebounds written on, the, on my locker for the rest of the year because in practice every day she said, Angel, we lost that game. You had four rebounds that game. She'll remind me of that. You, Tennessee game, you, you let that girl cook you. That's the reason why we lost. Like, things like that, like, I need that stuff. Like, it's not good to hear at the moment, but, like, you need a coach that's going to actually push you and just be like, damn, like, you actually, you just said, you just said that? So now I, I got to work harder, so... I don't feel like anything I did this year, I could do it without without her being able to push me and stay humble. So because I think I would I mean, you don't you don't get big headed, but it's just like I probably would have let some of this stuff like, yeah, I mean, I got 34 double doubles. Like, what y'all gonna say? Like I'm doing this, but I never ever thought that because she had had all these pros before me and had done this stuff before. Speaking of Coach Kim and accountability. <laughs> I don't even know where you're going with this. <laughs> she, 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 she has her, her outfits on during the games. I want to ask y'all that y'all had a relationship with her that y'all miss some shots and she done miss some shots. Oh, yes. <laughs> sometimes she be fresh no. and sometimes yeah. she looks like a doctor. She looks like a Dr. Seuss character. No. Horton, here's the hoop. No, when sometimes Can y'all say, Coach, go take that off? <laughs> she's not taking it off. She's though. not going to take it off. But the thing off. is, though, when she comes in, she don't even know what she's wearing. We have a stylist on staff that picks her outfits before, so... She's six. She be like, I'm not wearing this. I'm 60 years old. Like, I'm not wearing this. But like, when she walk in the locker room, it's either a, yeah, coach you, yeah, or it's a, ugh. Like, it's quiet. Like, it's Dead quiet. Si Dead <laughs> silent. One outfit we did not like. Like, it was when uh, we beat Michigan, and she had on this like polka dot, polka dot Dalmatian. I was colors. like, coach, you look like a wet dog. And especially because we had lit her up with the water after the game. Her hair was drenched. I was like, coach. Don't ever wear that again. <laughs> like, don't ever wear that. And then a lot of people didn't like the feather look. It was cool. It was all right. Yeah. But, yeah, she... Nah, be honest with it. Don't amp her head up now. You got to be honest with it. Sometimes she slay, sometimes she... <laughs> yeah. Looking back at the season, and not, not the tournament, not the championship game, but the actual regular season, what do you guys define as the, the biggest moment that either made you a better team or that moment that you guys looked at each other and said, you know, we're going to do some things? I think, for me, I think it was probably, like, the Oregon State game. Like, we went to Hawaii yeah. this year, or last year, and Coach had never beaten uh, Oregon State in her whole career. And she had won championships, and she'd never beat Oregon State. And that was our first ranked matchup. Yeah. 
and everybody told us that we weren't even supposed to be ranked. We weren't supposed to be this. We were overrated. We had a bad out of conference. So we came out the gates smoking hot. Everybody was talking trash. We was at it, like going at it, at it. I was like, damn, we finna be, like, coach, we got some dogs in your hands. Like, we actually some killers. So I think that was my moment for me. Um, I think it was, for me, it was the first SEC game. Arkansas. Yeah, because, you know, I'm a freshman. We played, like, we was playing teams, but we was beating them and putting 100 on the scoreboard. So I was like, okay, I want to see what the SEC game feel like. We went in there, and we blew them folks out by 20 on their own floor. I said, oh, yeah, it's a situation. (laughs) (laughs) I said, it's a situation. That was my eye-opener to how good we could be, like, when we play together. Like, because I knew we had all the pieces. Like, we got Angel Reese. We got Alexis Morris, Jasmine Carson. Like, we got LaDasia. So, coach always say we was inexperienced, but I felt like we had some experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I just knew. I was like, once it clicked, like, and then in postseason, it just clicked. And fast forwarding uh, to the tourney, did you guys want that South Carolina matchup over Iowa? Because they worked so, y'all. They yeah, worked they y'all last the first time. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I nah, ain't they know if anybody was going to bring that one. They did. They did. They got us the first time. <laughs> I wanted to play South Carolina for sure, but you also got the thing on your shoulder. Like, you want to play the best player in the country. They, uh, y'all said it's the player of the year, so... I want all the smoke, all the smoke. So who's the best player in the country? To the media or me? As you see it. I feel like I'm the best player in the country. Okay, who's the second best player in the country? Shit. Either Caitlin Clark or Leah Boston. Top those. That's fair. Top 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 three. I feel like we the top three players. And I that's mean, the thing I love. You spoke on that. You respect the hell out of nah, Caitlin. Nah, hell yeah, I respect them. Yeah, for sure. Me and Caitlin been playing against each other since high school. We we've been going at it, so it ain't. It's never. It's no hard blood between me and her. She's a great competitor. She's a great player. We knew going into the game, she was going to score her thirty. We knew that. Yeah, facts. It was about the other factors that we needed to make sure they wasn't getting there. So we knew it going to the game. Her, she's well respected for sure. You know, you have the Alexis Morris video with Caitlyn before yeah. the Final Four, and it was one of those moments that it's like because Alexis is a dog, mm, right? Sure. She went D Wade mid range. To, to finish off the championship, but it showed the mutual the mutual respect, but also the understanding. It's like, yeah, two things could be true. I could be a dog and they could be a dog too. Yeah. But that's what the national championship is about. When you think of the way not only Aaliyah, but Caitlin, you two, LSU, Iowa, put women's basketball on the map. I'm going to be straight up. And I know your cousin won a championship. I ain't see it. Because I didn't want to watch it, right? To a lot <laughs> yeah. of people, no, the real you. national championship was played the, day. the day before yeah. with y'all. What was that feeling like? Because I've won a Super Bowl. They haven't. Like, they ain't been to one. That's how we're going to do it. I've been to two. No, I'm just... That's we just, how we going to do it. These guys ain't worried about that shit. You know what I'm saying yeah, is... I got know, a national championship. I can live right beside them right now. What I'm saying, like, LSU, Florida, you two guys at Florida. How you I'm doing it? Yeah, it's... it's, it's <laughs> Yeah. And listen, walking in the enemy territory. And and Portnoy and Oberman can kiss my ass and they can say whatever <laughs> the hell they want about me. I got, I, got I, got I got one and they ain't got one. But what is that feeling like though? The electricity in that gym, knowing it's the last game, Jasmine going nuts. You start the game out on fire, hitting the three from the corner. What was the feeling like in the national championship? Man, like, first of all. I'm a, I'm a visualizer, so the, the, the sh- shoot around, I'm looking around the stadium when it's empty. And then I just look around when it's full, and I'm like, all these people came to see us, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, before, a couple years ago, it probably wouldn't have been nobody, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's really changing, like, and it's going to, 20 years from now, it's going to be a, a documentary on how women's basketball came up on the rise, and I feel like we're starting that right now. Right. Like, this year just pioneered it. Like, we had, like, 9.9 million viewers, like. Wow. I don't think people understand how big it is and how the game is growing. And when you have superstars like Angel Reese and Caitlin Clark, and then you got a basketball and a rapper at the same time, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like so many different dynamic stories in one setting. It's just building our game. You know what I'm saying? Like, I seen a tweet on Twitter that was like, we're going to call LSU a basketball school, and then we're going to call it men's basketball on the side. Like, they, <laughs> <laughs> they, <laughs> they really, like, we, nah. we, we, we giving people, like, like, wow, they're real and they playing for real, like dogs. And I, I, I agree with y'all 100%. Up. I think it's a pivotal moment. Not for the sure. The pivot. 
But why couldn't Tarasi and Lisa Leslie and Candace Parker, why couldn't they do it? That Tennessee team with Candace, no, they, they were dogs too. Mm -hmm. why, why, did, why is it y'all? Why could a Candace Parker-led team do that? I think it's social media. It's social media, yeah. It's social media, and that's just, what, that's just what everything has come down to. I mean, even just staying in college, like, you can make more, as a, as a woman, you can make more money in college than going into the WNBA. NIL has changed the game completely for everybody, men and women. You would think it'd only be men and stuff, but it's women too. Like, we're making bags. Like, we're make, like they said I was leading the, the whole country in college basketball and NIL deals. And as a woman, as a black woman, you know what that means? Like, that, that meant so much. I was like, wow, like, wow. So, it's, I, I was just talking to her. I was like, we're going to be in the history books for saying, like, we started this. We did, we did, we did so much here at LSU in, two, in my first in year. Our first, in our first year here. It's, it's crazy. Y'all ain't rushing to get to the league. I, I'm, I'm chilling. chilling. <laughs> I'm chilling. I'm chilling. I'm vibing. I'm, I'm vibing. Because, because, I'm kicking it. Yeah, I'm Because I, I did some research and put y'all numbers out. I don't count nobody's pockets, but it's on the internet. Y'all making bread. We is. I heard yeah. seven hundred thousand from one of you, from one of y'all. Your numbers weren't really out there yet, fully. Like man, price went up. The prices went through the roof. National Yesterday's championship price prices, is not today's price. Y'all are babies sitting on seven figures. Like, what, how do y'all deal with that? You rode it on a little scooter, like just riding around campus, and y'all are millionaires. Man, I, I read a lot of books. Like I'm really in tune. Like I read a lot of books and. The best way to stay rich is to act broke, and that's no, what I do. Real. I don't buy nothing. I go. I don't buy nothing. If I want some clothes, have a brand send me some clothes. I want some food. I'm going to a nutrition center. Like I'm not nah. Like you know, I'm trying to be smart with it. I'm yeah, no. Nah, trying to make it multiply. Yeah. So they had this thing, right? Like when you're in the NFL, like we were, we were in the NFL. You know, there were a time where people would Google your contracts. Mm -hmm. uh, that, I think he looked cute. He make five million a year. Oh, he that much cuter. Y'all yeah. got high school boys and other college boys Googling to see what y'all tickets look like. So it's crazy. The which DMs which go is crazy. crazy. The DMs How crazy? Go, it go crazy. They be in my mama DMs. <laughs> real bad. Like real bad. Like it gets crazy. Why? Why they be in your mom DMs? I guess they got the same she fine. name. Oh wow. <laughs> they said she fine? They said she fine. <laughs> They said she fine. And my auntie's fine. They said my family fine. They, they, I guess they had put them on a camera at a Elite Eight game. And they was, people was tweeting, look at Angel Mama. Hey, look at Angel Auntie. They fine. I'm like, oh, gosh. My mama's a single mama, but she ain't, she ain't with all that. The, the DMs is crazy. Like, stay crazy. Have you guys shared those stories of, of, of growing up to single parent? Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady. Live only on Netflix. I mean, it's, it's tough. Yeah. I mean, everything I do, my mom, I'm going to make sure my mom is there. I'll pay for her flight wherever yeah. you want to go. You, you there. I need her. That, she's the only, only person I've had through everything. And it's hard to see she had to go through that. But at the same time, I think that I, that's who I am because of her. I think, I think I got my work ethic from my mom. Like, I wake up at 5 because my mom used to wake up at 5 every day. So I was up when she was up. You feel me? So I've been seeing that my whole life, taking care of me and my brother doing whatever she had to do. So I feel like now this is just like payback. And then it's like, she don't even want nothing. She just want, she just want to see me more successful. And that's the bigger, like, you know how, it, it just feel good. You can go in the Louis store and be like, Ma, what kind of bag you want? Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, that's Facts. different. Like, so I think, I think that's how, why NIL is so important too. Like, it's a lot of kids, a lot of athletes, predominantly black, you know what I'm saying? That really don't be coming from anything. So to be able to do that, like, it mean a lot. To, to take care of your people, Take care of your mom's one thing, but with fame, which y'all have, and money, which y'all have, 
you're going to get the, the fake friends. Yeah. You're going to get the... It's funny to say gold diggers, because that's usually yeah. put on men. Y'all got gold diggers around you. See, me, I ain't going for that. She's nice. <laughs> she's cool. I'm not going for all that. Like, I know real from fake. I can tell all that. Yeah. So she's the pro... I be telling her, like... Yeah, she be bro, trying... You be giving too many people chances. Like, you give too many chances. Me, nah, I'm not giving no... You show me that first red flag, it's quiet for you. Yeah, Angel's real stern. That's that no, boss Yeah, one. no. And, but that's something that you, do you try to help the girls out with that? I think it's a bigger yes. conversation, but 18, 19, 20-year-olds got money yeah, like this. Yeah, no, you got to be very careful. Like, very careful. People try to manipulate you. Yeah, family to get, too. Yeah, for, for family, sure. Family, the worst like, ones. Yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy. How does that work? Y'all just get a check for 100 racks? Like, how does NIL work? I, I, work, I don't know. I mean, my, my manager, she handle all that. I don't, I don't really... Yeah, my mama, my agent. ask for some money, she makes sure... It's just there. It's there, yeah. My goodness. But y'all are double-checking. Yeah. double-checking notes. Yeah, looking at them contracts. Yeah, yeah. I know them... Double-check... Oh, yeah, I'm checking every double-checking those statements. Well, yeah, I'm making sure... Yeah, oh, for sure. She, yeah, for sure. You know, with NIL, uh, my son went to university lab school. Uh, John Gordon McKernan who's Gordon McKernan's... Get Gordon. Uh, get Gordon, who's Gordon McKernan's son, uh, is a good friend, one of my son's best friends, but I'm close to Gordon as well. And I've loved the way that he's continued to amplify your young lady's yeah. uh, voices. Yeah. I think that's been huge for not only our university, but for our community. Because y'all been around here, you said it, it's kind of dropped in the hood. Like, there's a lot of young girls around here that do look like you and that will look up to you. And for so long in Baton Rouge and in, in, in Louisiana, those weren't the faces that were amplified. But you mentioned how it was all love, you being down here and all those things. What has it been like to really react to and really take in the way y'all have been received at LSU? You got the billboard and it's the video up. How has that been? What has that experience been like? For me, sometimes it'd be overwhelming. Like. I can't even go out to eat without... I mean, I love fans, and I love, like, all the love and support, but sometimes I just be wanting to just go sit down and have a meal. Like, these past 72 hours, like, I've had to go through the drive-thru to eat because I can't go sit down. You realize you Joe Burrow, though, right? No, that's what they say. I'm you getting are. Joe Burrow treatment right now. Everything I got to do... Everything I do right now is... I think somebody tried to follow me home the other day. Like, it's crazy, and, I mean... I like I like it, but like sometimes I just be wanting to chill. Like I just want to chill and just vibe. So I guess this is what comes with it. Yeah, I'm used to it though. Like I've been on TV since I was like 12. Like you know what I'm saying. So I can more like kind of navigate it and like you know what I'm saying. I don't get too too startled because I know like you know. But I'm I be telling her like you know what I'm saying. Just coast through it. You feel me? Like, just coast through it. I don't know how you do it. I know. They just be so happy. Like, they be so happy. Like, they like, I'm never going to see her again. Like, that's Angel Reese. They like, be having to come get me. Like, yeah, yeah. I be, be like, can y'all help me? Help me? Help me? Help me? I be having to be her security. Like, y'all, come on. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But, like, it's, it's, it's so much love down here. Like, you would think we was the... I don't think we was a professional. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they just cling on to us so much. And we just, I just feel like we give hope to them. We made this season, like, one to remember. For sure. Yeah, so, here, so here's my question. Coming into this season, South Carolina was the team. Yes. Right? They were the hunted. That was the team everybody was trying to beat undefeated until they get to the Final Four. And then Caitlin Clark makes that ascension. And she becomes America's darling. Right? Flat out ball. And so now y'all kind of enter the championship as the underdog. Yeah. Facts. Well, it ain't like that no more. Now, and we're going to add to that, we live in America. And you girls are authentically yourselves. And that's Savannah, Georgia. That's Baltimore. I played for Washington. I know what it's like up there. Y'all going to be the team that everybody's hunting oh, for sure. next year. Yeah. And I don't even think it's just the talent. It's just because we, we, we got swag we are, and we yeah. talk... We talk, like we talk, for sure. And we gonna back it up, for sure. Like, like everybody wants to come to LSU. Coach Kim, she don't even got to recruit. Like, she was like, I ain't going out to recruit. <laughs> people calling, like, I want to come to LSU. I want to be a part of that. Like, it's fun. When you, when you see people like that, like, it's crazy. You never, I never had to go through, through this before. I never had experienced this before. And I don't think anywhere else, I don't think I've been able to do this. I don't, honestly. 
I'm not going to lie to you, mid-season, I kind of felt like we was the hunted. Because we started getting our buzz up, and Angel started doing her TikTok dances in the middle of the game. <laughs> and folks started licking their lips like Angel, and I was like, oh, like... Not for sure. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, they, they know what's going on. They want to be there. They want to do that so they can go on TikTok and... You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, so for sure. It's going to be that times 10. You know what I'm saying? But I think, like, we built for it, man. So y'all both up over a milli. On, on, on IG now. The same day, yeah. Same day. <laughs> really, really. You know, I, I saw the uh, I saw the post, but that wasn't the same way when you got here. You already had a huge following <sighs> because you were a rapper, but for you, Angel, that started to rise. You know, you get the block, you got one shoot on, you're yeah. talking your stuff, but that was also when you kind of intimated that, yeah, y'all say I'm hood, y'all say I'm too ghetto, these sort of things. What was going through your mind at that point that said, you know what, I'm gonna put this out there for the world to see? I remember we got back from the game at like 12 o'clock at night and I had typed it in my notes. And I was like, I don't think I'm gonna tweet this because I just know what backlash I can get from it. And I didn't think of the positive things. So then I was like, all right, let me take a shower real quick. I'm gonna tweet this real quick and I'm gonna turn my phone off for the rest of the night. When I woke up in the morning, the world had went crazy. I remember my followers had went up like 300K. Everybody was posting me. I was on a shave room. I was like, what? what is going on? I don't know what I did and how I impacted people. And when I even posted it, I was like, I didn't want, I just wanted to put this out there. Just This was just what was on my thoughts at 12 o'clock. And then when I put it out there and everybody just started blowing it up, it was, it was inspirational because just to see that, how much influence I had on people and then, Imagine if I just keep going and saying things like that can help others. I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people don't have a voice and a lot of people don't respect black women. And for people to, even black men and white people to come out and say like, damn, what she said was right. Like if, if a white girl had done that or a boy had done that, a man had done that, it would be no backlash from it. So that's what I kind of, that's what happened. You know, uh, I love that. And listening to you talk about your mother's uh, it touched me because I grew up with, I did grow up with both parents. And my dad was my best friend on one side and my mom on the other side. But a mother's love is something that is just universal, right? And, and you girls are, are showing that a single mother can raise a very strong, a very talented, a very intelligent black woman who can be impactful, not only in small circles, but in large. And so I'm so proud of you for that. I got to meet y'all both today. Uh, this weekend, I was fighting for y'all like y'all was mine. <laughs> because my babies look like y'all, right? And I want them to know that they are beautiful. I want them to know that they can accomplish everything. I want them to know that they are worthy, but you do that for them as well. When y'all refuse to let society or to let pressure change what you believe about yourself, there's some little girl who was told she needed to cut her hair who was told her hair was nappy or who was told her skin was too dark that looks at y'all and really to themselves is like, F these people, look what we can do. And so I just wanted to say thank you for continuing to be y'all. And this is my last question. I don't know if these two gators, you know, have questions and let's hope it doesn't happen. I hope it doesn't happen because I want to stunt all year next year on ESPN while y'all playing. But what happens, Angel, and for when or if the Tigers do lose next year, if somebody, and you know, it's a cultural thing. They were saying, John Cena, you can't see me. I thought it was Tony Yayo. Yeah, but, it was. Yeah, you know what I mean? What happens when you lose that game and you get the trash talk back and you get somebody else in, you, in your face? Oh, How are me, you ready to handle that? The, the, when we lost that South Carolina game, wow. ooh, child. took the most of they, it. We, took the, we took, took the most hit from that because I think... People had a lot of expectations for us. We, yeah. we, we talked the trash and we didn't back it up that game. <laughs> we didn't. And we lost by what, 20? So just the same thing I did. I didn't read social media that day. Those days was cut, phone yeah. was off, like off. The, the things that people were saying, the death threats that we were getting, like it was crazy. But like, I just feel like you gotta have to balance. It's a balance. You gotta take the positive and the negative with each other. And, I think I've just been to a point where I can just write my thoughts down. Journaling has just been my biggest thing and just reading a lot of devotions and trusting God. So we take the L, we got to eat it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you, you got to dish it, you got to take it. You know what I'm saying? But 
they gonna be coming for us. We gotta target on our back for sure. You know, reigning national champs, what they gonna call us? So <laughs> no, for real. Yeah, now you, like you take that. it. You gotta like be that. able to. You know what I'm saying? You dish it. You gotta be able to take it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we still gonna talk that. There was a special moment after the game, after you guys won it, confetti raining down. But they were playing your song throughout American Airlines Center. Creepy. What was what was that feeling like? It, it was like that moment, you know what I'm saying? It was that ah oh, moment, like, this is what I wanted it to come to. Nobody ever thought that I could be a rapper and a basketball player, but I'm holding the national championship trophy and my song is blaring through the speakers of the arena. And I'm finna have a ring on my finger, like, I'm cutting down nets and my song playing, like, that's like music video stuff, that's like movie stuff. That's not regular. I don't, like, that's not regular. And it was like, with me, my mom, my mom and I, our plan, it worked. Because nobody ever thought I could do it. You know what and I'm then saying? you had a little concert in the locker room post-game. <laughs> post-game. We always turn up. We my teammates, up. come on. As soon as they come on, they know what it is. Nah, you always ready, huh? Because I just see you freestyle on little flip phones. Everywhere. She just ready to go. <laughs> I bet she, she can't everywhere. give us one right now, though. She can. Uh -oh. Betty. Oh, she in the lab. She in the lab. She in the lab. What are we throwing out? What are we throwing out? I got one for you. It's fresh? It's new? Oh, no. This, but they got to hear this. Look, this I how feel I... like I'm... Yeah, I knew you know? it. I, I, I know it. I feel like I'm speaking for the people who ain't got a voice. Come on, they're my, they're my dog. But they go like, look. I feel like I'm speaking for the people who ain't got a voice. I feel like I'm living for them people who ain't got a choice. And they still don't see us as an equal, so we fighting for it. Hey, when we get lethal, so they send us to them county floors. Martin Luther had a dream since my grandma was a teen and my uncle was a king. So I know I come from Queens and I'm not speaking off my feelings. This is exactly what I seen. They gave us crack and now we fiend. They gave us guns and now we beam. You got my back, I got your spleen. Why? Because you are my brother. Don't let nobody come between. Just know we got each other. It's crazy all the things you seen when you come out the gutter. And you was all I ever need, but you done found another. You ain't from my side of town, so you don't see how battles be. A mother's son is on the ground, like, do you see these casualties? And her father ain't around, so she gonna bite the apple eve. And the system let him down, so he stepped like a kappa bee. And my daddy said, when you rap, you just gotta tell a story. They don't really care about our problems, just wanna sell a glory. I don't really care about the truth, because I know they'll ignore me. I just put my heart in the booth, and I hope that they'll record me. And they left my daddy in the street, my grandma full of pain. I know that you watching over me, it just don't feel the same. And the world get cold as I speak, I swear it's full of rain. And don't tell me that you are for me, because I no feelings change. Hey! 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 What, what kind of supplements you take for your memory? <laughs> <laughs> hey. Wow. I can't remember it. <laughs> that is crazy. That, that was really dope. Um, man, that was dope. That was crazy. Um, and, and, and for you, Angel, what, what moment were you most proud of? Winning Outstanding Player and Attorney, winning the national championship, or having the spotlight shining on women's basketball, and the last one being unapologetically yourself? I feel like you said them in the order at the end, so being myself, that's or, something I've Or you I've can been... say D, no, I'm gonna say C, I got you. E, which is all of them. I don't know. I be That's why I need my nah, supplements. The last thing was... <laughs> <laughs> the most outstanding player, I mean, anybody on the team could have got that. I don't even think I was the most outstanding player. Alexis could have got that. Any, any of Jazz could have got that. Any of them could have got that. Ice I spice. mean, I, I just didn't feel like Ice Spice. <laughs> <laughs> Ice Spice is crazy, yo. No, I feel like any of them could have got that, so I ain't worried. That's not what I'm worried. Nobody could take a national championship away from me. Uh, I think what made me different was being unapologetically me and being able to grow the game. Those are the two biggest things that I was able to take away from the weekend. And people are going to remember me from, from that. They're going to remember the national championship, but the way I've impacted so many people in the last 48 hours, I think that's just going to be something that I can always live forever. This is my moment. I feel like this is the moment that has brought me to inspire. And I think that's what God had put me on this earth to do. And I didn't realize that. I never realized I was going to have this much impact on people or black women or anybody. And to be able to be in this moment and... It's a blessing. It's, it's a blessing. How do y'all, inside of you, because y'all are stupid competitors, like y'all are talking about dogs. I use that word, too. That's why Dog, I love it. Yeah. How do y'all catch up with yourselves now? Like, I don't want to say it sound bad, but is there a fear that this is the, high, this is the, the top? Like you just said, y'all won national championship. No, it's more. Your song, no, I know, but now you're competing with yourself. You won a national championship, now you got it. 
Is there, like, what, what's next? Like, you're, you set the bar so high for yourself now, the pressure's on you. Nah, nah. You, you, this is what you do. You stick to the basic. You stick to the script, to what got you there. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you build the foundation, and then it can't crumble. You feel me? So you just got to keep building and keep building and keep building on that. Me, personally, I got more personal goals that I want to achieve that I didn't achieve this season. On my vision board, I have four things. And I achieved two of them, SEC Freshman of the Year and a national championship. But I still got more goals, you feel me? And I still got personal goals that I want to build for myself. That, I won't be to the top until I do those. And then I got musical goals that I want to achieve as well. Yeah. So, I mean, this is cool, but like, I mean, it's more than cool, don't get me wrong, national championship, <laughs> but like, when your mind, where my mind at, like, yeah. I'm trying to do for something sure. big. No, for sure, I feel that. I know you have your, your vision boards, you have your, your, your daily quotes. And both of you ladies are so much more mature than t for sure I was. They still more mature than you. They still got me right yeah. now to this day. Yeah, they still more. <laughs> but I think it's about not settling on that. You know, the way that you both say, you know what, there's another step to this. And also, like, there is no box for y'all, right? Because they haven't, they didn't create y'all, right? So they can't destruct it. And continue to live in your truth, continue to be who you are. Uh, this, for me, uh, I don't know if I've been happier to do an interview. The amount of phone calls I took Monday and the times I walked out of restaurants or walked out of my living room to get on the phone to try to make this happen. I couldn't even, trust me, I, ain't, I certainly ain't worked this hard for Shaq. Really? Uncle Shaq. And so Uncle Shaq. Uncle Shaq. For, and for, you know, for Sue, for for Pokey Chapman, for Sylvia, for Simone, for Marie Ferdinand, right? For all these girls I watched flat out go nuts in the PMAC. You made all of them proud. Y'all yeah. did it for them as well. Like we all gonna gonna wear this ring. Like we were all gonna be excited. And um I just I thank y'all. If y'all ever need me, I'm right around the corner. Just very, very grateful that y'all chose LSU. Thank you. NRC, they call him Uncle Shaq. You got three more uncles. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, and if these boys keep fooling with y'all in these DMs, y'all just All let right, me man, know. I'm calling. <laughs> Hit me up and I'll handle that. That's two. We fight. He's the sweetheart. Fred got detained one time. <laughs> nah, I, watch out. <laughs> nah, but, he seemed like he, he don't play, though. He, if you yeah. keep amping him up, amping him up, yeah. he, he not playing. We, we the same. Yeah. We, gonna, we gonna be the same. Nah, but, it, nah I probably like them. Yeah, y'all not. Y'all two are not the same. Okay, but I'll be <laughs> chilling, though. I'm gonna get lit when the moment, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get lit when the moment right. My flows might be kind of tight, but nah. I'm gonna... <laughs> check it, check it. But no, try what? out for Cougar Bear Records. Drewski ain't taking it. Drewski ain't taking it. Drewski ain't Since everybody's shooting shots, listen, before the numbers go way up, the pivot intro, what is going to cost us? Ooh. We need an intro. Ooh. I'm talking about a custom joint, too, I ain't going to cap a minute. Um... Girl! <laughs> we can talk about it all. I got y'all. Y'all my uncles, I got y'all. Well, appreciate y'all. All love. Congrats, girl. <laughs> I got y'all. I would love to do that for y'all. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate you, bro. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, this was a dream. Was awesome. Big bucket list. Thank you so much. It ain't like you could hide either. Like, you don't get, like, you ain't little. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I so, try to change my six, hair color. Got it. But the thing is, people like, like, that hair color gonna take yeah, you. Yeah, right, right. No. Oh, like they just got like they got six, three pretty girls walking around everywhere. Because you know, it's the first thing. As soon as you walk in, you are gonna be like, oh, she's tall. tall. Oh, that's Angel Reed. Exactly. That's exactly how it's gonna happen every time.